Music is good. Movies is good. The Dr. Zeus Film Podcast is really good. <laughs> and good evening. Welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Jeez, four years of this. Imagine another four years. It will happen. So here we are. It's Thursday. It's not even thirsty Thursday. I think that's reserved for people that can drink. I can't drink. You know, I never was much of a drinker. I mean, when I did, you know, I liked vodka and I liked Jack Daniels. But like in little shot glasses or mixed drinks. But when it comes to music, when it comes to films, hey, throw them together and you've got a party. Whether it's The Beatles, A Hard Day's Night, Pink Floyd's The Wall. Is that? Um, or what's another one? Cross Universe. I'm trying to think of others. You know, there's so many great music. I mean, Greece, of course. I'm not really a big Greece person, but I did like Olivia Newton-John. Come on, you know, hopelessly devoted. There are some things, you know, you'll watch them. Like, I remember years ago, we took my brother to go see Into the Woods. And to his surprise, it was a musical <laughs> that I knew. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um... There are certain films where, like, I remember uh, watching The Seventh Seal. And I could tell you, just from the the imagery and the subject matter you could have put like a metal uh, band as a soundtrack to that because it just it just worked just as how Quentin Tarantino you know used Ennio uh, Morricone but at the same time he'd put like Tupac and Django and <laughs> it, it worked it worked. It worked even to the chagrin of Ennio Morricone, who was like, I don't know why you're playing Tupac and David Bowie, all this contemporary music in a period piece. Okay. But that's the beauty of Tarantino. He he can do what he wants. And here at the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, I can do what I want. I can talk about all kinds of different things, but there's always a... a something that ties them together and you, and when I have people on here I mean it just gets I think we forget that oh you know this is a podcast this is not a round table huh the one thing I won't talk about on here like a couple of times I'd have people on here they want to talk about politics it's like no even though music is political and if you listen to like ministry that's very political. And then even Stevie Wonder, when Stevie Wonder was making those songs in the 1970s, like Higher Ground, and Living for the City, I mean, come on, come on. So there's a, there's a very fine line between it. And even films, I mean, you look at the film Clute, and you look at, uh, oh, jeez, uh, Midnight Cowboy because then it's about the different generations or God the Graduate remember Plastics or no that's just that's just uh, you know Schoolboy has a crush on uh, his 
friend's mother and then tries to get with the friend and yeah. yeah. I I was watching, you know, the Emmys I was it Monday and Stifler's mom won, you know, Jennifer Coolidge. And I will always see her as Stifler's mom. She is hilarious. Jennifer Coolidge. Such a great comedian. And she gets up there and she's like, um, I took a lavender bath and for some reason my tre- my body swelled up inside my dress and I'm having trouble speaking. Yeah. And then Cheryl Lee Ralph sang. She sang her part of her um, speech, which was amazing. Now, I'm sure that some of the people in that room, I don't know if they were aware of it, but Cheryl Lee Ralph was on was in Dreamgirls. You know, I am telling you. Come on. Come on. She she has a history in musical theater. Cheryl Lee Ralph. Come on. If you don't know that, then go back to the drawing board. And so that's my thing about the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast is always throwing tidbits out there of things that people aren't aware of. You know, I I didn't know. I was reading up on hacks. You know, there's Gene Smart and Hannah Einbinger. Biner. Hannah's mother is Lorraine Newman from Saturday Night Live. So she's got comedy in her DNA. I didn't even know that. I and then she really is bisexual, just like the character she plays, Eva. Oh my god, that show. Hacks is Thelma and Louise on steroids. It is hilarious. And even when Deborah Vance is being very cringeworthy, it is still poignant and hilarious. And that's why I talk about these things on this podcast get people to go out there oh okay i didn't know about that yeah or even succession i know a lot of people who don't like succession and i understand but because the first time i watched it i remember thinking oh my god these people they're miserable and they're and they're rich and silver spoons and then uh really amazing woman candace hello um said to me watch more of it stick with it and she was so right it is hilarious because it really is as the british would say they're taking the piss they're taking the piss out of this family that is ultra ultra powerful from the music of the you know the theme song to the intro to how they all want to succeed the father and the father is always telling them to fuck off or in, in one case in the third season, uh, Roman, Romulus, uh, by the way, that uh, uh, Matthew McFadden, Fadden, he won the Emmy. Congratulations. I thought I thought it was going to go to um, uh, Kieran Culkin, but it didn't. Uh, or uh, Sarah Snook for Succession, and it didn't. But, you know, the show won. It's such a great show. It's such a crazy fucking show so people who really haven't given it a chance if you liked Sopranos and you liked Game of Thrones and you like humor and you like dark and you like all kinds of craziness especially what's going on now 
then you'll like succession because there are moments where I am la like bore on the floor. Oh my God. Or in the third season, the first, in fact, the first episode, they're all trying to figure out what the fuck to do. And Roman's get a ride with his father and he's like, Hey, I'm going to ride with you. And he, and, and without missing a beat, Logan looks at him and says, you want to suck my dick? And then he just closes the door. <laughs> and Roman's like, as he said to him in the sexual suit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there is some crazy ass. Or, or uh, uh, my, my personal favorite, um, Jeremy, Jeremy Strong's character, um, Kendall Roy, who, you know, too many birthdays. It's my birthday. Fuck you. You know, fuck the patriarchy. That that that's why Succession is not the fact that they categorize it as a drama, but all this really funny shit is going on. So yeah, television television is cinematic with a capital C. I mean, I just heard about, you know, I'm I'm there are some shows that I'm just getting onto like The Great um, which is on Hulu, and it's, you know, Catherine the Great, and it's from the people who gave us The Favorite, which is such a hilarious fucking film. Not the first time that Olivia Coleman has played a queen, hmm? Yeah. It's crazy. And for television to, and that's on Hulu, I think, but for television to be that crazy and that good, and HBO, HBO really doesn't doesn't miss the the one instance and i you know i enjoyed looking i enjoyed the show looking great great show i was watching so you know and and also congrats to uh murray bartlett because i mean hello he played dom on looking that is such a i loved his character i love doris's character um augustine oh my god eddie the one person on looking that made me cringe was Patrick. Patrick made me, still makes me cringe because I was going and watching old episodes of Looking and there's Patrick. And it's, and it's just, and it's so, it's so cringeworthy. Some of the shit that comes out of his mouth. It's like, what? I mean, you, you can't help but cringe. It's some of the shit that he says. Like, at one point, this guy wants to date him, and he's Mexican, and, and they all start assuming all Mexicans are uncut. That's not true, by the way. And, um, and Augustine, he's like, oh, yeah, if he's a real Mexican, he's uncut. And, and Augustine is Cubano. So it's like, you know, yeah. I, I, love, I love those characters. There are parts where I, I liked... Patrick, I thought, okay, this this guy will will give him a chance, but then like he invites himself to like Doris and Dom. They have to go back to Modesto. They're from Modesto, isn't that funny? And um, it's just, and he doesn't even know her father, and 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 then he's crying at the funeral, and because he's crying over his own shit. I mean, it's just, it's, it, it was a good show. It was a good show. I don't think, I mean, it found its audience. But first of all, 
It was on Sunday nights opposite Downton Abbey. I'm going to watch Downton Abbey. And I'm going to have to DVR. That's what I would do. Uh, looking. I-, I loved both shows. I love. That's always kind of like a dilemma. It's like, oh shit. What do I do? You know, one's on after the other. And you want to watch it. And yeah. But, and I will say that toward the end of the second season and even the movie, it became, it, it became the Patrick show. It did. It became the fucking Patrick show. And it was so cringeworthy that it became the Patrick show. And him and, uh, what was that guy's name? Kevin. Yeah. It was cringe. It was, see, I liked him because then he's trying, you know, and I and I know people like Patrick, and they overthink shit, and I even overthink shit. But you know, when I'm hooking up with someone, I'm gonna I'm not gonna be like, oh my god, they're uncut. I just know they are. Like if they're British, I just know they are. No, they're not. Because or you know, there's the assumptions and things. And Patrick's kind of like, now if Patrick had had a stroke, I'd understand. I could understand why he is the way that he is but he didn't have a fucking stroke he's Patrick and then to make matters worse who plays his mother on the show the lady from um, Newhart the little blonde Julia Duffy yeah <laughs> she played his mother so it was like okay I, I, it made sense I thought that's perfect casting right there now we know where he gets it I don't, I don't remember who played the father it was a good show. It was a good show. It was just like sometimes I'm like, okay, where are they going with this? You know, um, and also to quote Chris Donahue, who's a really great um, a, a sex therapist. Uh, not all people consider themselves gay, maybe queer, because then that whole tagline and not all queer guys call each other girl. That was the other thing about looking. I kind of I didn't I didn't. I had a friend one time call me that, and I said, no, we're not going there. I understand that it's a term of endearment, but we're not going there. Okay. It's like it's like the whole Britney Spears thing. I don't get it. I don't get it. Yes, I understand the whole lady. Lady Gaga, it's different because she was born that way. And so were all of us. <laughs> I, I can I can understand Lady Gaga's whole whole mo to shit. I really can. You know she's beautiful in her way because God made no mistakes. You know, but whole the Britney and Christina thing isn't that funny? How in 2010, well 29, 2009. Uh, Lady Gaga puts out the fame monster and everything changes the music, the look, and then everyone had to fall behind that. Okay. Everyone had to, you know, the, the, the whole, uh, the, what's that? Uh, the Met Gala kind of look Lady Gaga took it to the hilt and then Christina Aguilera is trying to do it and then trying to make the music more interesting. It didn't work. And, um, yeah, Beyonce did it, and then Beyonce, with, with, with Beyonce, what's fascinating about her is her whole M.O. is 
different now because when her and Lady Gaga did the video, they did video phone first and then they did telephone. Then that fucking changed, okay? It was almost like their styles kind of melted into each other. So Beyonce and Lady Gaga really are the defining female artists of this 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 era. And Taylor Swift. Whether you like it, I know a lot of people who don't like Taylor Swift. Yes, some of the shit that she does is cringe. Yes, some of the shit that she says is cringe. But I'm going to tell you something. When it comes to the music, her vision, it fascinates me. I didn't like her at first, and then I remember I heard the, the title song of Red. I thought, whoa. Okay, uh, okay, all right. You're playing guitar on that. Okay, and you're not playing acoustic guitar. You're playing electric guitar. I thought, okay, this girl wants to rock. She wants to rock. We are never, ever getting back together. Okay. Um, I knew you were trouble when... I remember there was this... this uh, Andrew and I remember this. We had a mutual friend, and he thought that, like, Taylor Swift was part of the Illuminati, and that that was Beyonce, and there was a cake made. I, I mean, that's kind of freaky. Um, there was a lot of crazy shit. Music and television. See how it all rubs together? But in the end, it's worth it. Unpleasant dreams.